All right, good evening, Grace Point. Good to be with you again on Thursday night. Anybody else that's out there viewing, welcome to Grace Point. Thursday nights, we've been going through the book of Matthew and uh, very meticulously and very slowly. So we're not in a hurry. We're going to take our time. Father, I pray for the spirit of wisdom and revelation to flow through me and to your people. Anyone that's listening, Lord, I pray that what I teach is right to the point, Father. Open our hearts and minds. Give us wisdom, Lord. Give us understanding, I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, why don't you flip over to Matthew chapter 9. I want to read this. Remember last week I talked about being raised up and seated with Christ in a position of authority. We're going to look more at Jesus' authority. I have a few comments about that uh, for this week and before we move on. So Matthew chapter 9. I'm reading from the NIV. I do a lot of my study in the um, King James or the New King James uh, version. I uh, reference the ESV quite a bit, but I like to read out of the NIV. It's just really easy to read. So when I'm reading, I like to read out of the NIV, but I do proof text it against the New King James and the ESV a lot. Okay, here we go. Jesus stepped into a boat, crossed over and came to his own town. Some men brought to him a paralytic. He was lying on a mat. When Jesus saw their faith, he said to the paralytic, Take heart, son, your sins are forgiven. At this point, some of the teachers of the law said to themselves, This fellow is blaspheming. Knowing their thoughts, boy, there's so much here. Knowing their thoughts, Jesus said, Why do you entertain evil thoughts in your hearts? which is easier to say, your sins are forgiven, or to say, get up and walk, but that you may know that the Son of Man has authority on earth to forgive sins. Then he said to him, the paralytic, get up, take your mat, go home. The man got up, went home. <laughs> when the crowd saw this, they were filled with awe, and they praised God who had given such authority to men. This is really just power-packed verse of Scripture. Okay, so first of all, Jesus gets in this boat, says he goes to his own town, so he's known here. He must be going back uh, to where he was living. And these men brought him a paralytic. He was lying on a mat. And it says, Jesus saw their faith. Now, that's the first thing that's interesting. I've been saying and maintaining that faith is motion. Jesus saw their faith. Sometimes you can hear someone's faith. How do you hear someone's faith? By what comes out of their mouth, right? The Bible says, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. If you're in fear, you say someone gets an evil report from the doctor, a bad report from the doctor, and you know right away whether they're, fear, they're in fear or they're in faith. And there's no condemnation. It's very natural to be concerned or afraid or worried. Uh, it's very natural to be uh, maybe anxious about it or even fearful. It's natural. It's not supernatural, but it's natural. Um, but if someone's full of faith, the way they talk, the way that they speak tells everything. Uh, a lot of times, like uh, I've even prayed for people and I ask, you know, are you believing God? You know, are you in a position to believe God? And They'll say things like, um, yeah, I believe God's going to heal me, and we just prayed for them, 
Now, when you're praying in faith, do you believe that God is going to heal you or do you believe you've already received? What's the, I'm going to say recipe for faith. What is the description of faith by Jesus is when you pray, this is Mark 11, 23 and 24, also Matthew 21, we'll get into that. I'm not going to teach it at length, but it says, when you pray, believe that you have received. So if you ask somebody, you know, did you receive? And they say, yeah, I believe I'm going to be healed. That's really not faith. I would call the, I would classify that as hope. And there's nothing wrong with hope. Uh, and if that's where people are, if that's where they're coming from, there's nothing wrong with that. I don't criticize people for that. But I recognize right away that that's not faith. That's more like hope. I, I'm hoping that he heals me. Faith believes that it receives when it prays. To do that, you have to be rooted and grounded in the Word of God. You have to be in right relationship to God. You have to have confidence. In 1 John chapter 3, the Apostle John says, When we pray, we know that we receive the petitions we ask of Him. Isn't that something? Talking about when a person has a clean conscience, when they're walking in relationship to God, I call it walking in the Spirit, says we know we have the things that we ask from God. And um, if, if we don't know that, then <clears throat> we can have hope of it. So I like to figure out where people are at. And if, and if I know they're in hope, I will be in hope with them. <clears throat> you know, I hope I have an expectation of your healing too, or I may try to gently guide them over to believing. What I've noticed with a lot of folks is when you're guiding them to believe, they think they're already in faith when they're not. And I've seen this happen many times. You've even seen people think that they were in faith, and then, then they died, you know, they died. But they weren't in faith. Faith believes it receives when it prays. I'll just give you an example. This is important to know. Faith is like this. Okay, so I have prayed for tennis shoes, running shoes, many times. In fact, I've recently prayed for a pair. I don't need them. I said, Lord, if you want to give these to me, I'll take them. I, I, you know, I collect tennis shoes, right? Running shoes. So when I pray, I say, Father, you know, I really would love to have these pair of shoes. I don't need them, but I like them. I don't want to spend my own money for them. So if you'll provide for me, I'll take them. So Father, I thank you for these tennis shoes. I believe that I received them. I thank you for them in Jesus' name. Then I don't ask God again for those shoes. Now, if I petition God and I leave it up to him, that's one type of prayer. That's the prayer of petition. I'm saying, Lord, if you want to give them to me, you can. And I just petition. And sometimes he will. But when I'm believing, I'll say, Father, I thank you. I believe I have those shoes now. And lo and behold, I could give you example after example. I already have. All of a sudden, boom, I just recently, the shoes that I raced in in the St. Jude Marathon, I got a card in the mail. Someone sent me. I was believing for these shoes. They cost $180. And I got a $150 gift card in the mail from someone that had no business sending me a gift card. There was no why they did. God only knows. And they sent, and actually, I got the shoes on sale for $130. I actually got those shoes the day before I went to Memphis to run. Well, the only reason I bring that up is because when I prayed, I believed I received them. Okay, so, so, so I believed I already had them. I'm actually believing God for a pair right now. <laughs> I just believe I've already got them. I'm not going to mention it. I'm not going to ask God again because I already believe. 
So when you're in faith, you believe you receive when you pray. Now, folks, I'm not making this up. It's not Brad being a Pentecostal or Brad being a faith movement guy or Brad being a name and claim it guy. It's the word of God. It's the word of Jesus. That's what Jesus said. So then again, then I want to say again, you can petition the Lord and request something and thank him and you kind of leave it to him, but you're still in faith but it's the type of faith where you're petitioning the Lord. You're not necessarily saying, Lord, I believe I receive it. I'll get things that way too. Lord, I'd love to have this. If it pleases you, I'm just petitioning God. That's a prayer petition. There are different types of prayer. Well, these guys here had faith, okay? How do you know they had faith? If you read Hebrews chapter 11... And Brian, can you do me a favor? Can you just give me like, like where I'm at in minutes, like so I know? Because I, I don't want to... I'm at 10 minutes now? Oh, I'm at nine. Wow, I can't believe that. That's incredible. Really? I've talked nine minutes already? Oh, my goodness. So if you read Hebrews chapter 11, every single person that had faith did something. There was movement. And like I said, sometimes that movement is you're just speaking out. Uh, Paul says, quoting the psalmist, Paul says, we believed and therefore have we spoken. Sometimes faith is just speaking something out. Uh, but it's, it's always motion. And again, I refer you to Hebrews 11. Go into Hebrews 11. The writer of Hebrews, which I believe is Paul, writes all these actions of faith in the Old Testament, and every one of them, someone did something. Moses um, or Noah moved with fear, built an ark. The children of Israel, you know, Joshua marching around Jericho seven times. Faith is an action. So this guy here, they're bringing this guy to, to them. And they're taking him right up to Jesus. And one gospel says they dropped him through the roof, I believe. They lower him through the roof. And uh, in, in one gospel, a kind of a paralytic. And because they have faith, Jesus tell, looks at the guy and he says something very expected. He says, take heart, son, your sins are forgiven. Now, I'm going to get off of that. I'm not going to talk about that because I want to get at that in my next message. If I start talking about that, I'll, get, I'll bite off too much. Then they, they said he was blaspheming, and Jesus asked the question. He says, is it easier to say your sins are forgiven or get up and walk? And he says, so you may know the Son of Man has authority on earth to forgive sins. He says, get up and walk. And the guy gets up and walks. The guy and his people that brought him had faith because faith is motion. They brought him to Jesus. Jesus had faith because he forgave his sins. And then, now some people say, see, Jesus was just proving he had authority. Well, in this case, he was proving he had authority to forgive sins. But Jesus, we've been reading and studying, Jesus healed multitudes of people. And he wasn't proving he had the ability to forgive sins every time. But in this case, he said, yeah, I can forgive sins. And I'm going to prove it to you, which is easier. And he heals this guy. So, the lesson I want to take away tonight, we're going to get back into this next week, but the lesson I want to take away tonight 
is that faith is believing. It implies motion. Faith takes possession of what it's believing for. Okay? Faith requires action. In the book of James, James says, faith without action is dead. He's not talking about the works of the law. I had a brother, we went through this all the time in the book of James. He's not talking about the works of the law. He's talking about actions of faith. Faith without works is dead. So if you want to know if you have faith, there's going to be some type of corresponding action with it. I'm going to stop right there for tonight. I want to get back into this next week. Just give you enough to chew on. Please read James chapters 1 and 2 and Hebrews 11 before next week. All right, thank you.